You're listening to Around Comics, episode 101. Chicago, this is Around Comics, a roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and the band is back together. Ooh. First time in about a month hey. that uh, we've got everybody here. Ah. Our co-host, Mr. Brian Salazar. Yo! And Mr. Tom Caters. I have laryngitis. <laughs> I just talked so much. Oh, God. Quit crying, you girl. You, you'll hear on uh, Thursday why Tom has laryngitis. Scotty, I'm going to hand you notes. <laughs> Tom, Tom just talked about the JSA for about three hours. <laughs> you'll hear We're all edited, about it. Editing it down to the tightest two and a half hours. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. We're also uh, joined by our Monday Around Comics regular, Mr. John Suntress. Heidi ho and uh, new Around Comics regular, <laughs> Mr. Scotty Young. Nerd up. Big <laughs> <laughs> bond. Guys, good to have everybody here today. Why won't you come to Thank your you. senses? <laughs> uh, I forgot to mention last week, and, and if you did miss uh, Sal on last yeah, week's episode. I'm sure I was y- missed. You, you can get a, a heaping helping of Sal for about three and a half hours. Of I, it right. wasn't all me for three and a half hours. A three hours. Hours of the three no, and a half. No, I was it. Yeah, you got, really? you got you got a really good chunk of the Great Gatsby done. He <laughs> was just reading from the Great Gatsby. Is that a, and what? Sa- Sal guested on the twenty uh, seventh episode of Bullpen Bullpen. Oh, you know what? I listened to that, but I fast forwarded until I heard my name. <laughs> In the description, it said, uh, "And something about Scott Young is awesome." And uh, I don't believe I, I ever went, mentioned. Uh, I don't that. really care about the show. I just fast forwarded. But <laughs> I kept like every a minute. Scotty Scott Young. Scott and Young. It, no, no, it was Scott at Young. the very no, tail end. Sal's like, oh, Scotty's so awesome. I, like, <laughs> I don't think I said that. It's cool that that made it out in the show notes of all things. I did uh, I did want to apologize to... Uh, to uh, oh, Never I can't, the, the, the other guest that was on the show, Thunderhead. Oh, Chad. Chad, uh, the inker of uh, um, Cisco Kid and... Or, mm-hmm. uh, White Earth, Cisco Kid. Kid. He, they invited him on too, and it was a bad mistake because he never got a chance to say anything as I dominated the, the conversation. I was, uh, I hadn't slept for about two days, and I was pretty out of it when when uh, when I was on there, and I've I just out on anything. I, just, <laughs> I was heavily medicated I was at the time and cannot be held responsible. Yeah. Babbled and ba- I don't even remember what I said. That's the funny thing. Most people, when they are uh, deprived of sleep, are quiet. Sal's the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> he apologizes to the three women he harassed and the entire Navajo Nation. When he was, the, the other guy would start to talk, and someone would be like, "You shut your mouth." <laughs> I am on a round comment, motherfucker. Filthy mouth. Silence, Inca. No. Thousands, dozens of people have voted me as someone to dozens. listen to. Well, you know, when you find people that actually find you somewhat interesting, which for some reason Vince and David seem to, it's hard to not talk about yourself all the time so well they're an I old they're, they're an, they're <laughs> Dave and Vince are an old married couple now so I think they enjoy having other people other people come on come in the bedroom yeah, exactly. show them how to 
Well, you, you missed uh, episode. One, one of the episodes that uh, that Sal missed, but uh, Scotty sat in on, was our uh, 100th episode, which was our conversation with uh, Cecil Castellucci, the writer of The Plain Janes, which is a perfect time to let you know that this episode of Around Comics is sponsored by Borders. When art attacks strike a small town, only four high school girls could be responsible. Get your copy of The Plain Janes by Cecil Castellucci and Jim Rugg at your local Borders. Borders is your home for the news graphic novels. Find a store near you at borderstores.com or use the store locator at aroundcomics.com. Did I say her name right? Cecil? 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 It is Cecil. Cecil. I, uh, I, I listened to the episode. Uh, Did we do good? I thought it was great. I was extremely entertained. I thought you guys were real funny. And What was your favorite part? Um, Apparently he didn't have to edit. <laughs> yeah, that was probably, yeah, absolutely my favorite part. Um, no, I don't know. I, it was just really, it was a lot more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. I have to, I have to, no, not because of you guys. I just didn't Jesus. really... No, he I didn't. loves himself, folks. <laughs> yes. By not being there was actually yeah. <laughs> no. I be surprised if an episode goes up this week. <laughs> I have to say that I I don't I wasn't thinking that I was going to be really interested in that interview because I wasn't really interested in the book. But then after listening to her, I was really interested in the book. She lived on and the streets, dude. I I understand that. I know. I know, but it was great. It was really funny and 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 good stuff. And I was finally able to uh, rustle up a copy of uh, The Plain Jane, so I'm gonna try and read it this weekend and come back with my my review. struggles. Um, try try and find the time. So oh, oh okay. But uh, I've seen you read. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. slow, yeah, slow process. An <laughs> I read comic books for a reason, people. He right. reads them like old people own. I want to remind everyone that Around Comics is recorded every Friday evening at 7 o'clock at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles. It's located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by. We would love to meet you. like to meet you. While you're here. <laughs> Love's a strong we'll be, we'll, word. We'd right. mindly be okay with <laughs> maybe, maybe looking at you. Slightly annoyed. But Re- remember to ask we'll Mark about his uh, pull list not membership you, and all the great no, deals that you can get here at, uh, at uh, Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles. Uh, we also have a new contest. It is our Be a Hero contest. Not a zero. Not a zero. Find a burning building in your town <laughs> and save a child from it. <laughs> If you do, you'll be put into a drawing. <laughs> Impossible, Scotty Young. Wow, that's a tough fucking contest. Good lord. It's only going to encourage people to start fires and orphanages. <laughs> no, that's oh, good, Tom. That's dear lord. Uh, but no, really, the, the contest rules are very simple. Just go to heroinitiative.org, make a donation, Org. email us at hero at aroundcomics.com. Let us know that you did it. You'll be entered in a drawing and uh, some really good stuff. Uh, the contest is being sponsored by InStockTrades.com. They are providing two $50 gift certificates. Uh, the winner will receive one of those $50 gift certificates. In addition to that, they'll get a uh, signed and uh, drawn in hardcover copy. Drawn, uh, drawn in. in. <laughs> it's drawn in with a spokesman drawn a, in. A beautifully <laughs> illustrated um, a version. Handcrafted, <laughs> graphite, encrusted. <laughs> copy of Jeffrey Brown's I'm Going to Be Small. You also get a uh, hardcover Scotty Young sketchbook with Scotty Which Young is drawn in. Dra- Handcrafted. <laughs> I'll draw it with my mind. Hey, when, yeah. when uh, people email you to let you know that they um, that they donated, uh, yes. do you guys ask for a fucking receipt? Because what if they're lying? Well, we're Because my book that. is... Uh, 
It's wanted it's out hot. there. Yeah. It's hot. It's hot. It's on eBay right now. Yeah. I need to see... You know what? I need to see receipts, folks. <laughs> Before he gives... We're yeah. we're gonna uh we're, yeah we're gonna check with Hero to make sure that people aren't <laughs> every one of them. You can you can always just email your PayPal receipt along and actually uh, um, <laughs> they get all serious like oh you know what you're right. Scotty. Well yeah there was there was there was a question uh, uh Matt Kramer one of our listeners uh, Matt Kramer emailed me said he's been uh, looking for an excuse to donate to Hero but had a question on if he donated more than ten dollars because that was kind of the, the the number I threw out there if he could get multiple entries and so we decided one to ten dollars you get uh one entry into the drawing if you donate multiples of ten like fifty dollars you'll get five entries a hundred dollars ten entries so donate more improves your chance to win so please be a hero and uh donate email us and hopefully win some cool stuff i hope i hope Mm -hmm. you win something i hope every single one of you Yes. What's last place get, Tom? Uh, <laughs> they get a phone call from me or John Suntress is one of his cavalcade of characters. Hello, it's Dan DeNeo. How much do you like me now? You like the uh, DC Nation? Very good. Did you That's, donate? Yeah, did you donate? All right, 50 cents. That's not bad. It's not that great, but it's okay. It's you the game last counts. place. Take care. Uh, Robbie Reed is coming Thank back you. in Countdown 48. What would, what, what would Father Pat say? Oh, wonderful. 50 cents. What the hell's the matter with you? Cheap bastard. Man, I can get drunk for less than that. Shame on you. <laughs> All right, folks. This is one of our news and <coughs> reviews episodes. We're going to be going over the what? last week's news and then giving you our picks in top of the stack. Means it is time for Wired Wire comic book news. All right, right off the top here, we've got some countdown news and a new series that is launching in August for the folks that uh, enjoyed the outer space story in DC's 52. Looks like you're going to get a new miniseries starring Adam Strange, Animal Man, and Starfire. I'm psyched. Yeah, I, I I just recently read a bunch of Silver Age uh, Adam Strange adventures, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm in a huge Adam Strange kick right now. I'm I'm reading uh, the Adam Strange DC archives and Planet Heist. And uh, well, freaking. anyway, I am Adam Strange. So <laughs> there's also going to be a. Back- I knew it. There's also going to be a backup story in it uh, featuring a new character named Forerunner. Um, yeah, they're comparing it to what they're doing currently in Mystery in Space, which I believe just wrapped up a yep. week or so ago mm-hmm. with Captain Story and a backup weird. story. Yeah, and I uh, I like backup stories. It's yeah, kind of fun to have a no, and the, you know, and as we said, I think uh, some of those backup stories sometimes do better than the actual. <laughs> yeah, story. Mm-hmm. yeah, the actual series is going to be called Countdown to Adventure, and it's an eight issue miniseries, and it's uh, going to be uh, written by uh, Adam uh, Beechin. Adam Beechin, with art by Eddie Barrows, mm-hmm. which, which, means, of, that all which means that Adam Beechin's not going to be writing Teen Titans. <gasps> <gasps> Whom is? Oh, lo- that's it's like most on the level with Anna and Nicole Smith's baby, Pretty who much. is the dad. Oh, we know that now, right? We know who the daddy is. It Sean is McKeever. it is Sean McKeever, is which daddy. is great. I yeah. think I think Sean's. Yeah. A I have my money on Norton, hands down. Writing, writing, writing and drawing. 
Oh, on Anna Nicole Smith, you die. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! So, uh, so uh, Sean Sean McKeever is going to be taking over Teen Titans on number well, officially number fifty one. He's going to be a part of the number fifty, which they're calling a jam issue. It's a jam issue, which is going jam. to uh, which means um, long and boring. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh snap! Ouch. He joins uh, Jeff Johns, Marv Wolfman, mm-hmm. Mike McCone, George Perez. Todd Nark and other creators. Wow. For issue fifty, jam issue. And then he's second over in fifty one. So. Yes, congratulations hey. to, to Mr. McKeever. And I think he's also gonna be working on uh, countdown. He correct? just can't get away from those teenage superheroes. Yeah, he's got a got a good feel for it. Uh there is some uh not not new news out of Dynamite, but uh for those of you who are fans of the boys, the boys trade paperback is gonna be coming out uh in June. Chris Marshall did a great <laughs> interview with Joe uh, Rybant mm-hmm. talking about that and uh, is is trade secrets now? Is that a uh, d- division tra- of collected comics library? Yeah, it's uh, what what it's a spinoff. <laughs> it is. It's it's a, he's hiding all his debts. But, it, but it's like yeah, but it's like if Archie <laughs> Bunker was like the lead character on the Jeffersons. So I don't know if you call it a spinoff. It's a second podcast. I guess, a yeah, uh, Chris does the great collected comics library and trade secrets is when he interviews uh, industry. Uh, folks about uh, how collected editions come to market and he talked uh, with uh, uh, Joe Reban from Dynamite and they talked all about the boys and the possible hardcover edition coming out later Good this boys. year so all sorts of fun stuff so uh, go check out uh, Chris's Trade Secrets number 12 and uh, get all of that uh, information okay I will all right. uh, I will do it don't do it <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to. I love uh, the next story. Bastard. the power. I, I'm, I still own. I, I'm sorry. Like, is it? Is this really that big of a revisioning of Laura Croft? Dude, oh, Laura Croft is an icon. She's got newly shaped breasts. She's everywhere. got yeah. She's wearing shades and and yeah, exactly. Her 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 you tits are still big, but now they're they're you know football what? shaped. They're big in a different way. We sit here <laughs> and we listen to this JSA thing forever, and you choose Laura. You know, just because Laura Croft was created show. this year, fourth wall, Scotty. You're what? breaking the fourth wall. It's <laughs> a different show, but oh, yeah. a different, this is a Spoilers. different. Spoilers. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of your magic. You're exactly. around comic you're, magic. Your time travel will be more mature by the next. Well, time. for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, uh, Game Tap, the first of its kind broadband entertainment network from Turner Broadcasting System, <gasps> announced that they, uh, they're launching a new Game Tap retrospective series and new original animated series that pays homage to one of the game industry's top franchises of all time, Tomb Raider, and. Uh, uh, they're going to. They are recreating Tomb Raider for this. Uh, In revision. Revisioning it. And yeah, because man, it's been so long. Man, those. That's like old news, man. That's John, so old I'm gonna school. be honest. Don't be I'm such really a hater. Tired dude. of my mom and dad's Laura Croft. Exactly. All right? I <laughs> exactly. need a Laura Croft for that me. 90s Laura Croft, man. That's so uh, passe. Well, the list of talent is is pretty impressive. It is. I mean, it's it's. Uh, Peter I'll, Chung, I'll it Jim Lee, Warren Ellis, Kelly Hammer, Gail Simone, David Alvarez. Michael Stackpole, Warren Ellis is Brian Polito, Brian Polito, Christos Gage, Christos Gage. I, I like anything that Christos Gage is doing right now. No, I'm, I listen. They got really good people on here. I think that's great. I just for something that's called Reinvisions looks like Laura Croft to me. <laughs> well, but, but it's just one thumbnail, right? We, it, is it? They're doing a bunch of different things. I'm sure that's not the final. You sure? Warren sure. Ellis is, is going to hate America. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Comic book people have venom against video games. 
Seems that way. I don't. Yeah. Know. I don't know. John's hating no, really. the Lord. John, John's beating out the year right now. John loves Tacoma Bowl. Don't ever. Well, moving on to other news. Yeah, there's there's some movie news and for yeah for Punisher fans and fans of the movie, this what this was shocking that Thomas Jane has pulled his name. Off I, like, of I like how he announced it, though. He sent a letter to Ain't It Cool News. Yeah, he's like, I ain't like, doing this <laughs> no more. I'm going right like to the geeks. Their, uh, yeah, to one of their uh, contributors. Strange. So, I mean, this, Thomas, a, Thomas a, Jane has been connected to Punisher for a long time. I mean, the first Punisher movie. and The video game. Yeah. he's. It seems to be a character. And, it's, and Thomas Jane is a, is a re- big comic book fan. Do you really think it's shocking, though? I don't no, know because it's shocking. Shocking. I mean, it's kind of interesting. Going in the wrong direction. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, according to Tom I would, I would be shocked if a the first one was incredible, and then he pulls. And then he pulls out. Yeah, I mean, but you know, when, when you have a first, because eh. anybody who signs up for any movie, whether it's comic book or not, signs up w- with the thought in mind that this is going to be a good movie, and then you actually have you're stuck. Like, oh shit, it's this absolutely not. <laughs> uh, and I think obviously, from I think from the article, it, it talked about. Um, they kept waiting on the script and the sc- and kept going over scripts and scripts and at some point I'm sure he just said, "Forget it." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is, well, it just it 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 does not bode well for. Well, he he's that still film, he's still right? gonna do Cal McDonald right from the yeah, Criminal that's Macabre. what I was gonna say. He has this slate of projects he wants to get. Mm-hmm. He's to not doing the Punisher, at all and he keeps putting these things on hold for okay. Punisher too. <laughs> And it's not worth it. As if it's no. going to be a crappy movie, mm-hmm. it's only going to hurt the ability to do these other films. Right. And especially now that he's with Raw Entertainment, with Niles and Bradstreet. I mean, these guys have formed a real production company, and they've got uh, deals in motion with Lionsgate. I, and, I just and formed other, a, uh, a new other production company. Studios. What do you produce? Uh, porn. I'm so Comic there. Comic book porn. Oh, no, I'm well, not. I'm not. <laughs> Maybe we should. Last so it's go go Golden Age. <laughs> book porn. That was the quickest turnaround <laughs> in the porn <laughs> world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of uh, of Thomas Jane and Steve Niles <laughs> and uh, and yeah. Tim Bradstreet, uh, porn. For those of you that remember Bad Planet number one, remember last summer. Yeah, Bad Planet number two is finally going to come out in July. So I, I'm going to have to go back and reread the first issue. They're going to represent it, and I, I actually talked to Bradstreet about that um, a month or so ago, and um, Louis LaRocca fell behind. and um, very Got very ill? Yeah, and it, it was it was tough, and they they wanted to stay with him, but they decided to get this other artist. They're very pleased, and um, they wanted to, one of the reasons why they're waiting till July is to make sure everything is in the can so that it will come out monthly. Fucking artist. And, um, no, I think, I think it's going to yeah, be good. Yeah, dumb heads. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, great covers. That's all I can tell you. I got to see those early Thank you. on. And, Thank you, John. Um, way to go, Sky. That was a, the, the most gorgeous one. <laughs> Despite also mm, contributions from guys like Mark Schultz and Bernie Wrights and some of these other guys. But uh, no, it's, uh, I think this Thomas Jane really put his heart into Bad, Bad Planet. And I know he's very excited about it finally coming out. And I think it's going to live up to expectations. All right. Well, we shall see. Um, Darkness fans. That want to read books you. without pictures. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's going to be a new darkness novel written by Carrie Hawkins. It's going to uh, come in at 150 pages for 6.99. You can, yeah, it's going to be a, a July release. Uh, hasn't Harry Potter taught you that the only books people to read have to be 600 plus pages? <laughs> you're not hating on Harry Potter, are you? No, I'm not. I'm just okay. saying that. 
they raise the bars. For I will beat that shit out thin, of someone. I, no offense, but yeah, hundred fifty pages this is a pretty thin yeah. fucking novel, man. Uh, I would call it a novella. novella. It's for <laughs> it's for comic book fans. I, I like I like we the early over I like the early darkness. The, the uh, oh, yeah, me too. Jackie Estacado and and his story. So this focuses on that. It's going to be you know for. Those of you that is are it, familiar with it, you know, basically a retelling of his his early years and how he got the the darkness. But only powers. 150 pages worth of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's an origin tale. <laughs> I hate li- whatever. Yeah, Spidey told I'll write page 151. If well, I you, think it's you, not enough. Do you guys like adaptations of comics in in novel form? Yes. I've, I've never read one. I, I've only read one. I can barely read. Oh no, I don't think I ever have read one. <laughs> I would give it a try if they I read them on audiobook. Well, I mean, uh, let, me, let me tell you, <laughs> Elliot Magan did an amazing uh-huh. job on Kingdom Come, not to mention his two Superman novels uh-huh. that he wrote. I think um, I don't think I ever have. Didn't Chris, we say? Chris didn't Bruce we did a great I read a book by a comic book writer. <laughs> well, I read Chris, a book that we, had we were, <laughs> and a cover. <laughs> no, we saw, honestly, we saw the uh, infin- there was an Infinite Crisis novelization. Oh yeah, they yeah. do a lot. Well, Gr- Rucka wrote the Great No Man's Land mm-hmm. novelization. Mm-hmm. That's one of the first things I read of his. Um, but I, but even better have been Pulitzer the Prize winner original prose novels that have come out. I think there's a lot of really, really good ones. Christopher Golden has written some excellent comic book adaptations. Didn't, uh, Denny O'Neill do yes, some? Yes, the question, Helltown. Helltown came out last fall, and it's a great I like my comic books with pictures. And by the way, longer than 150 <laughs> pages. Like yeah, I, the the, <laughs> um, the the page the page count did kind of throw me off there. Maybe they're really big pages. Sure, the writer tall. died because he didn't know what to do past twenty two. So by the, he got to one hundred and fifty and sure. literally <laughs> died. Like, <laughs> oh my god, we gotta get a fill in. <laughs> Welcome to Fear Street. <laughs> well, another book that is uh, that has come out. It's the hardcover collection of the truly outstanding Mouse Guard from um, ASP, and the science fiction. Book Club has inked a deal to offer that to their members, which I think is a great deal for for Mouse Guard, and it's going to be it's it's great that this book is getting the play oh, yeah. that it. And I think everyone was kind of sitting back and waiting for the hardcover. I think you're going to see this in children's sections of bookstores. It's you know hopefully we'll get into schools and being in in book clubs like this. I think is a is a great uh, a great leap for this and book. David it's totally Peters. up in your face at every moment. Like someone on the train today, like saw me uh, reading a comic book and got in my face and said, "Did you buy Mouse Guard, loser?" But not not yet because it's got mice. You say it just like, <laughs> do they have brass knuckles on? Yeah, when he asked like, you? I'm gonna beat the shit out yeah. of you. I'm what like, up, fucker? Yes. I'm frightened. Have you have you seen the the hardcover? No, it's gorgeous. It's right over there. I sh- I shall go get it. <laughs> Where? <laughs> really? I didn't even know it was out yet. Give me a pizza while you're over there. Oh, no! Well, hopefully David Peterson will be so successful that he'll never write comics again. No, I think this is great. I think it's excellent. I think it'll appeal, much like Watership Down and stories like that, I think it'll find its audience. And yeah, rodent explode. fetishes. Is it, is it rodent fetishes? Oh, Damn listeners coming in and buying the for, last copy. Um, I didn't know this, the hardcover was. Is this a, a, a book? Yeah, is it an all-ages style yeah, book? Uh, ten and up. Ten and up. Ten yeah. and up. Well, it's I mean, there's no a real... A mature yeah. nine-year-old. I mean, it looks like a children's book. What I noticed that the hardcover has that uh, I don't believe the single issues did, it has like some in-depth maps and kind of talks about uh, kind of the, the cast system. <laughs> For those ten-year-old geography nerds. 
Hey, that you know, the, growing there. up, that's one of the things I loved about the Lord of the Rings exactly. was having the, the maps. Of course podcast. you did. Well, it just made it more real. Did. No, I think it does. Of course we all love fucking maps. Huh? I got more coming out. Okay. I ordered, I ordered Save me one. We're a bunch of goddamn nerds. Of course we all love maps of fictional worlds. Not me. I like holograms. Hey, it's Well, like 25% of the kids in this country can't pick out where Alaska is. But they know where Mordor is. They can tell you where Zandkir is. <laughs> hey, uh, Sal, you want to talk about this Comic Foundry stuff? Sure, we can do that. Um, he just called you out to like tell he? the story. What audience is this for, by the way? How you doing? Well, we're not we'll get there to that. yet, John. Right. ComicFoundry.com, as Calm some down, buddy. people may know, it's a, it was a website that was sort of in magazine format, and uh, it was trying to be sort of like the hip... Uh, Alternative to to Wizard magazine. Um, well, the the guy who ran it, Tim Leong, who's or Long, Long, I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Long. I think or it's Leong. Long, but go ahead. Let's just call him Tim. Let's Tim. Tim. He uh, and some people may know him. He he's done. He he was like the guy that did the crying about Wizard magazine video thing on YouTube, and oh, yeah. he was the New York Comic Con's official New York, podcast. New York Comic Con official podcast. He's very and, and the self proclaimed best looking man in comics, even though he's not really in comics. But anyway. Or very good looking. Well, I well, know. that's debatable. Yeah, I don't, he's better looking than me. <laughs> so, what I'm with that? Hot, smoking hot. <laughs> yes. Well, so I, I'm not going to get into Scotty that. And I'm not wearing shirt. underwear or a shirt. Well, anyway, <laughs> shirt. the last six. Yeah, you know, he's sitting on my lap, so I can vouch for that. By the way, for the last six months or so, he's been trying to put together an actual printed magazine, uh, kind of the same thing, and and it was recently rejected by Diamond, um, and they're. Official response of why they rejected it was the that it was black and white, and they felt that it wasn't the quality that it should be at the price point and and page count and everything, which is a little weird in some ways um, because, and and his sort of response was well you have books from like Tomorrow's like Alter Ego and Draw that are black and white that are just as expensive. Well, actually, even like about seventy to seventy five cents more expensive. Yeah, than, you than you certainly have ones that are more expensive, but the alternative, yeah, the flip side of that is I was say something Tomorrow's. Has a track record. They have, and those books right. are very niche orientated. They they, they are directed at a specific market. Well, those books have have also again. I'm, I don't want to take sides or anything, but those books have also been around for a long time. Long, so yeah. At I mean, the regimes could have changed at Diamond. I mean, some, sometimes when a you know if a book is there. I'm sorry. Well, no, but they have a I'm track record. It's, they've they've been policy. successful. Well, you, you, whereas you might be right as far as the uh, regime, uh, or the regime policy, whatever, you know, policies policies yeah. for entry <laughs> may I mean, have changed. I'm saying that uh, you know if if a book has been picked up. It's it's almost things you know grandfathered in, right? Right. You get a book that's been around oh, for a sure. long time, absolutely, and it has a track record. Yeah, it has They've a track been record. They, they know they what they're going to do. When yeah, Draw absolutely. Magazine came out, uh, when it started coming out, it's been coming out for a long time. Or the the Blue Line magazines, right. the you know the Sketch magazines. Yes. Those magazines are coming out. They're black and white. Sure. Um, those those were coming out at a time when the internet was not what it is today. You're mm-hmm. absolutely um, right about that. And uh, I mean, if I was a a distributor. Looking, I'd be probably yeah. We Skepti- already have these. Yeah, we have point. these magazines. They've been around for a long time. We're gonna keep rolling with them. But I'm putting a cap on it. You know what I mean? Where if your magazine isn't truly taking the next step, I mean, I think the biggest problem is the fact that uh, 
the industry is so fucking backwards that we only because Diamond won't distribute it. That means it won't be distributed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's oh yeah, that's terrible. That's yeah, more yeah. of an the fact issue. that Diamond turns it down and that's it. Because I don't, I think it's unfair to both sides because I don't think mm-hmm. Diamond necessarily has an obligation to distribute every True. single thing that someone puts out. Right. Like there's some sort of. Uh, Philosopher King that's supposed to pick out, you but know. at the same time there should be other avenues in the really Yeah, well they do. It's uh, well uh, Brian Brian Defferdine, 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 yeah, um, and uh, Ghost Story, go, yeah, it's yeah okay. well, but you know yeah. what? I mean, uh, I find it odd that that people who want to start comic book magazines think that Diamond is the only place to get magazines distributed. Where do all the other seven thousand magazines right. go through? Yeah, but wait a minute. They're that's, d- yeah, but that's the heart of Scotty. That's the heart of the audience. Come well, on, I mean, yeah, that's, but, that's but who that's you do want it to go to is that's, comic but stores. Uh, that's the best place that it will. Sell. To a degree, I mean, to a degree. Uh, I think to the majority, don't you think? Do you think more people shop at comic book shops or more? No, but I think more comic book. Fans shop at comic book shops. Exactly, man. But that's, I, mean, that's, but that's I don't know. You guys are coming from such it's a. Not their, you guys, not you guys are talking exclusive. from such a boy in the bubble mentality. No question. But I would also. I understand what you're saying, and you're right. The general public until, shops elsewhere. Until some people start thinking, why take like away, that? Graphic, why take away the foundation? Why take away the I'm not saying take it away. Well. Obviously, the foundation's being ripped <laughs> from under this yes. guy's feet. Yeah. But I'd, I find it on that he would say, oh, what was me? My dream is done. Well, that's, you know I, mean? I, I think he, I think I here's another difference. This is right a diamond there. thing. It's selling magazines through diamond, uh, non-returnables, as opposed to magazines through other channels where they're returnable. So not having it through diamond is probably a big business. It's because deal. we also have well, a that, Stone Age distribution. To me, that means I think I think there's a lot of things to be said in comics, and, and uh, you know, you look through diamond and you see a lot of material, you see a lot yes. of stuff. Yes. Uh, I I don't want to. Do a you know a judgment across the board and say it's good or bad material, but the, like you said on the returnable thing, I mean that's business. That's the way. Yeah, that's the way the real business world right. works. You have to research and make a great product. Where comics, we have this one distributor that puts just a, you know just about everything in because they can take the money. Mm-hmm. You know they can take the huge ad money. They can take whatever and put it out and say well. Whether it's good or bad, we're still going to get our money from it. As opposed to the other markets, uh, you really have to make sure that your product is new. It's doing something different than the other. You know, well, I agree with that. And, 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 and that's—I would almost say that—not to say that uh, I, the Comic Foundry magazine is a bad. You know, I know nothing about it, but it, it's almost a good thing. I think anything that is more of a challenge for you to get your product out in the market is good for you because it makes you make a, a better, better product. product. I respect that. You know, no, and I and I will even say that I took exception to Tim's claim that he's going to do something really innovative with comic journalism. Right. First of all, the words comic and journalism should not be in the same oh, yeah, yeah. group. Yeah. Because it really is. We're following press releases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and that's fine. That's the way the business works. Did I, you hear um, someone might be playing Gambit in a movie? I did. <laughs> press release last week. Well, I think, I think but, he's, but, but, he's saying... I well, mean, he's trying to hype his book. Well, there, there's certainly that, but I mean, there's a... You have two ends of the spectrum when it comes to comics publications. You have Wizard, which is sort right. of uh, all geared towards you know the mainstream. fandom and mainstream and, mm-hmm. and Marvel DC, and then you have the Comics Journal, which is the complete opposite of right, that. Right, the indie stuff. And, and I think he's trying to you know he's saying you sure. know, his book, his magazine is trying to border that, right? You know, and bridge that gap. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, the, the the thing that sort of bothered me about it is knowing his history online, and and he's a wonderful self promoter. Which yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-mm. To be successful, a lot of times you have to be. But for him to go out and sort of solicit people to write Diamond 
to put this in their catalog. Well, that's showing the th- without anyone knowing what it looks like. I mean, you have a, he right. has got he's got a couple testimonials of people that are. But he's got saying, his website. He has his videos. There is evidence. Yeah, but of true what, enough. What but the website and videos are all do. color. This is a black and white magazine about an industry that, that is ninety percent color. Well, I but think comics, that's the material. I, I, but I, and I, I, I agree with you on that. I think the color, the black and white and thing, that, is not really the issue. And it's funny. Funny. Oh, I think it is. I think I, if you're looking at it from a business standpoint of a distributor that's going to make a decision on mm-hmm. whether a magazine based to this group of people is going to be successful. Oh, I mean, see, you're think about from the print side. And well, I, well I, I mean, think about yeah, a com- yeah, it's, it. think about a distributor, a publisher, just printing a comic book. Right. Uh, you know, is probably better than anybody at this table. If you make a color comic book mm-hmm. or a black and white, which right. one's going to sell better? Yeah, you're right on that but aspect. Again, mag- but magazines are text driven and editorial driven. Mm-hmm. I can I understand what you're saying from the visual standpoint, which has to be a component in a comic. Right, magazine. it has to be content. In it. Right, that's right. I think not just content. There has to be original content. Yes. Yeah. Right. If, well, I if I can't pick up a magazine, which, you know, because of the internet, and we talked about this last week with the Gamma thing, there, there is so much news that it's not news. It's the 24-hour news cycle. Right. Well, the thing with magazines, what ends up happening is, is because everything... We're repeating it. Uh, everyone, you talk about everything... Two months before it fucking comes out, mm-hmm. like, you got to have something to say about something... Other than there's no who's news to say there his is interview, no st- but who's to say his interview style? Which again, I think there is evidence I'm not, of I'm online. I'm not saying his magazine isn't good. I'm saying oh, I understand that, but I'm saying print journalism and comics um, is dying. Has it ever really been yeah, alive? Yeah, though? Because, I mean, totally for me, interviewing it, like uh, a magazine can't be solely based on on interviews. Anymore uh, in comics, I think. Oh, I, I think other. I think in in other entertainments, uh, actors, directors, they actually they're not in the public eye as much. So they pick and choose once a while. Oh, one this time this year, I'm going to do a big article in this magazine, and then you're not going to read an interview with me for a while. You'll read quotes and blah blah blah. Right. But in c- comics, because we are an industry that needs to do better, we need to sell more books. We as creators are out there. Just about any chance we get, talking telling to you Trump just like about us. anything you want. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? I'll talk to you. Can I look? I'll come talk to you. <laughs> you know. So another, you know, another in print magazine that you have. Well, to pay my, for. my point is, is we don't know. You know, I mean, immediately when this story came out, it was like, oh, diamond. You know, diamonds just like the evil corporation that won't allow any competition for right. a wizard or whatever. And it's like, well, there may be actual, you know, like logical business decisions yeah. behind why they did this, not just because, you know, they don't want another yeah. magazine. Well, you know, it, Fox because diamond. Well, and that's the well, bigger I mean, issue. I'll bitch about diamond all day long as well, right. but at the same time, I can't just say. They're complete. You know, like you just said, there's a business side of it as right. well. They're not completely. Maybe they were being. And again, I, I want to stress this enough. I'm not saying his magazine's bad. I'm not. No, saying no, it's I don't good. have Who any knows? idea. Who knows? But maybe they're being nice and saying, get the reason they're get, it's black and white, so we can't pick it up. Maybe it's not good. I, you know what I mean? I. Maybe, I mean, he does have. I mean, he is a graphic designer. He works. He's worked for major magazines. So I think. I okay. mean. Well, yeah. Like I said, I don't know either way. Yeah, you don't I'm know. But we don't know. And that's sort of the thing. Is like it, you know, it's like oh, you know, like you said, sort of woe is me. The, you know, right. they crushed what I'm well, trying to do. And all of a sudden, like the the you know, the, it's like 
the the fandom is going to all of a sudden support this and maybe get it in. You well, know, it's one of those like which may not be a bad alarm thing. words that every time it yeah, comes up, like like it's like everyone's yeah. like, <laughs> it's true. Every but time someone wrong. mentions yeah. diamond, then the next thing someone else says is sucks. Diamond's evil. Yeah, which whether or not diamond's some evil. huge evil corporation, oftentimes has nothing to do with what. I think it's it, it's a disservice to what the actual problem is mm-hmm. to say that like. Oh, Diamond's evil. Well, Diamond's a business, and business does things that you don't necessarily like. The real problem isn't that Diamond are assholes, because if you had six distributors, you just would have six different assholes. But because we only have one asshole, we only get the shit that comes from them. So that's like the... And, and some, of the, some of the blame of that has to go on the publishers, too, because it, it wasn't like they were yeah. just, you know, they... Came in I with think swords and axes and took over. Every and time they were I given s- that power to some degree. Every time I see people debate it, and then the word diamond comes up, immediately the main argument gets forgotten, and then it becomes a uh, diamond should do this, diamond should do that. Well, and I think that's what this this press release was little you know kind of banking on. It's been done before, like uh, when here uh, when Wizard. Uh, scheduled their Atlanta show the same weekend as Heroes right. Con. Yep. Okay, I almost liken this story to that. Heroes Con, though, was a known entity. It was a smaller guy. Mm-hmm. So the smaller guy rallied against and kind of won. They canceled right. that Atlanta well, they show. They kind of win. They won. Right. Well, yeah, they, but they stomped so the yard, one, dude. They did stomp the yard. <laughs> totally beat them down. Well, there uh, is there is no w- case, Wizard World Atlanta. This In this case, I feel like um, they're trying to do that same thing, yeah. like rally around the, the little guy. It's like the but little we've guys never heard of the convention, stones. right? Yeah. <laughs> There's no proof in the pudding. There's not a convention right. yet that any of us have attended to be able to but go. It's, it's almost hey, like I it's, think your magazine should it's be. It's a manufactured, there. almost a manufactured wrongdoing. Well, but again, you know, it's like, but because they're diamond, it's right. automatically right. they're in the find, wrong. You can find Comics Foundry's editorial voice from the YouTube things he's done, from the website right. that the blog that mm-hmm. he runs. And I understand, and Scotty, I agree with you when you said too. Well, and they maybe worry about the dead medium of magazines. Embrace the internet and stuff. And guys, we're living examples of that, yeah. where you can get thousands and, and of people to try your product exactly. and, I think it was, and, and make money off of it, it. And I think Tim should probably follow right. those evidence. It may have been—I don't I remember who. It may have been Heidi McDonald on the beat. I, I'm not sure exactly if it was her or not, so I don't want to quote her. But you know, she said something about how. You know, his site was not necessarily that successful. So who's to say that the magazine a magazine is going to be... I mean, and Diamond may be looking at that even. It's like, you know, his, it was moderately successful. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like ComicFoundry.com was this huge, successful website of comic book editorial. And I think he was probably trying to build on the notoriety he got yeah. from doing the New York show and everything. And I, think, and I don't wish know, him... I mean, you know, honestly, it's like, okay, well, I think let's see I another alternative. I'd love to see an alternative <laughs> I'd love, to Windsor. I'd, yeah, I'd love to see some alternative that if it truly was... I don't want an alternative. Just I want because something new. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. I think good. that, uh, again, sadly enough, Josh and them over at Devil's Due... Uh, Lo-fi, but Lo-fi like was lo-fi. A, lo-fi was around before Devil's Due. They were putting a book out, I think, quarterly on their own, just some guys. Uh, it was smaller. Uh, went to Devil's Due. They made it a little bigger, but it didn't. You know, didn't not because didn't catch up. But they did. A, but they were. They were in. They were innovative. They were doing comics and music. And they right. were pop culture. Yeah. Yep. So it was something a little different than the comic magazines we've seen out there. And as new and different and as modern and as up to date as that book was. Or that magazine, it still didn't make it. Right. Will, you know? will Diamond carry that uh, urban comic uh, magazine that has been bandied about? That, uh, uh, I don't know. 
And I and I'm curious about that because that is something that when you said the uh, comics and music, mm-hmm. I, I thought of that, mm-hmm. uh, and I can't remember the name of the company. I just wish we had more assholes to choose from. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, what, 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 what's yeah, your guys' geez. what's your guys' feeling on thongs? Love them. All right. Yeah, but they, little, they're a little, little comic book statues thongs. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't no, know. Wait, we we are of course talking about like the. Uh, I've jerked off to way worse. <laughs> <laughs> this is the uh, um, Adam Hughes design. Adam Hughes design. Uh, Mary, Mary Jane, Jane statue. Statue that was huge uproar because um, initially people thought that it was Mary Jane wa- hand washing Spider Man's costume. Outfit, yeah. Where it turns out it's just her pulling it out of a laundry basket. And that's okay. Because the hand washing, that's the offensive yeah, part. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Spidey yeah. gets his Has been close. Yeah. Spidey's been martinizing ever since 1963. But know. it's it's a very, you know, cheesecake-y, you know, a- MJ, yeah, MJ's uh, and her yeah. bent over and in a impossible... With her sweet ass. Her sweet well, ass thong hanging nice, out. Uh, martini but people are, like, flipping out over it. And, 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 and the funny thing I saw was just, like, you know, the thing already sold out. <laughs> you know what you know, it's crazy about this, though? Um, people that get it's like the same this I'm gonna draw a parallel to something like this people who speak on all, brother people who get all riled up to march and like um, smoking pot marches where you get to smoke pot like on your march and that's what they get all fired up about and right. like, they get fired up about the statue like, if the people could get fired up about actual things that had effects on people in the real world like because a thousand dudes what a beautiful world this could be there are way worse things if you have a problem with the objectifying of women which I can understand and I appreciate this statue Bigger isn't the fucking line in yeah, the sand not, the where <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I find it hard to believe that anybody in comic books would find anything about a statue that comes out in 2007 of a thong every fucking comic book I see on the shelf I mean I just you know I'm drawing new X-Men and and, and people are freaking out because they were like oh my god you drew X-23 like she's you know because she's 15 in the comic book and the books that I got looks like a 30 year old stripper but (laughs) good lord but good lord you know we see a thong you know what I can't walk down the street Without seeing nine fucking thongs. I'm not complaining. I like it. Here's the thing that this statue is such an example of the fact that you could have, you know what? You could have, if you read comic book blogs, you know what you just saw? You just saw two weeks of this showing up on one blog and then someone reading that blog and going to a different blog and posting, like, blah, 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 this is horrible. Is this the worst thing ever? And then someone else posting two days later at another blog after they read that. Was everyone supposed to be pissed off because it was read you, wasn't that you're it, supposed Tom? to be pissed you, off? You were Are making they all those pissed off for the thong or the clothes thing? Or I think everything. it's the whole thing. It's the whole well, just presentation. The I just it's like, the whole I mean, presentation it's, yeah, exactly. of her. Um, no, it's a nice little teasing kind of sexual. Peter well, won't I mean, even my, buy her jeans that aren't ripped. I just, <laughs> you know what? And I understand, I understand it to a certain degree. It's like, you know, I guess you, you sort of have to, like, take umbrage with Anything like this that comes out, if you're trying to, def- you know, to make kids. a difference, this if you're, you know, if you're trying to make Why a difference, marginal line. Well, I don't know that it necessarily is. I think this, for whatever reason, this one got a lot of play, and it, and, and it even ended up on like, you know. I'll tell you why. It's a it's a licensed character that is licensed to underage children in in terms of the movies and the lunchboxes and everything else, and that's why people object. We, I don't agree with. We that. were talking about I this earlier. It's like why has, for some reason, Mary Jane become the symbol of purity in comics? Yeah, I never got that. Well, because again, because of the movie. 
because of the movie. Mm. That's what happens. But you totally saw her fucking nipples in the it, first it, movie. Well, you're right <laughs> <laughs> Where are all the you, people like nipples Spider-Man. are for milk? That's you had, <laughs> okay, you have, people. You had Spider-Man 1.5. It, it's yeah. such, it's, it's such a. Where are all the people no, losing their shit that's, over that? First that's what movie. it is. That's that's why there isn't a Batman Vertigo book. That's why DC is like absolutely not. And I and I you know it's interesting. You I want to see a sexy the, Robin, the Zatan- but no. Like here, I'll give you like Zatanna or Black Canary. There really aren't any poses like that as far as the mannequins, and they uh, are. Are there? You've seen I stuff think in books some stuff that that's messed up. You know, I saw the word, no, the like creepiest shit. Supergirl. Tell me there isn't of course. a thousand Supergirl. Oh, Mark yeah. Tur- no, Mark Tur had the yeah. Scotty Panties thing happening uh, in. Uh, but the thing that the thing that like Scotty Panties. I am wearing pants. Well, I'm saying the thongs. You know, just like the whole thong thing. The thing like what you said, I was like, okay, whatever. There's five hundred or a thousand these things. I mean. I know no nobody sitting at this table is ever gonna buy this fucking statue. Oh, I'll fucking buy well, it. Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't even yeah. read Spider-Man. Exactly. But it's like, but Sanchez is like, I got the variant. Okay, yeah, but yeah. but because like, no, you know, an artist decided to put her in this depiction, and and Marvel decided to release the statue. That all of a sudden becomes what every male comic book fan wants in comics and in their yeah, accessories, sure. I guess. Yeah, you know, which drives which drives me fucking nuts because. You know, it's like the same argument that, you know, people will argue. It's like, oh, well, women don't look like that. Well, some women do. Not all women, but some there are. I wish they did. You know, some women. Oh, is, is, it's like some women, you know, like act like that. Is this that. any some, different <laughs> from any Adam Hughes cover? No, well, it's here's not. The problem, but if that doesn't make it right, If people I guess. know Adam Hughes, if, if, people's, if anybody's ever went to a convention, and uh, <laughs> I've, uh, my, my booth has been next to Adam's a few times, and you get to see the commissions that he does for people, oh, yeah. he's a funny guy. He is clever, and he comes up with the most clever, funny, cute, sexy yeah. little commissions yeah. all day long. He's and basically, this, dr- yeah. this statue is one of his commissions. Right. Uh, he always finds that perfect moment to put a character in, whether it's a guy or girl, and usually because it's a commission, he gets to blow it out a little further and go a little crazier with it. And that's all this is. I mean, I just find it crazy that it's anybody just, would go... I mean, because if you look at past pop culture, feel. Petty Girls, oh my God, Betty Gil, Page, Gil, whatever. Gil, the, yeah, Gil well, that's right. It's like, when did all of a sudden doing, sex again, become re- such a horrible reason, thing? But yeah. it's just. But again, it's because of the same reason why people object oh, to Alan Moore's Lost Girls. Okay. You are taking children's characters... And turning him into that, I understand what comics are today. When, since when was Mary Jane ever a children's character? When She's a Spider-Man fucking supermodel bo- that used her sexuality when, to. No, when Spider Man was a book written for twelve-year-olds, when she first you appeared, just hit the jackpot, Tiger. Yeah, she was, yeah. She was Amazing yeah, Fantasy <laughs> Fifteen. She was no, she's not in that one, but she's uh, not one. she's not in that one. Oh, okay. but it was a little later, a little later during yeah, Amazing right. Spider. Okay, so whatever. No, but right. early on, it wasn't like she was. No, but she was the girl next door. No, she was the girl. She was the the next door neighbor that happened to be a hottie. She was literally. You but here's the funny thing, right? Get the jackpot the, tiger. The, yeah. Exactly. But that's not. A, she wasn't a librarian. No, she wasn't. A, she was a teenage girl. And again, this was a book that was aimed at, at you know this tweens. Is what this is is this is fuel for the incestuous internet that likes to you know talk what it about is. yes you know what it is <laughs> true enough the, 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 to that uh, yeah, sideshow collectibles this is what the fuck happened they put the statue out. How many did they make? Is there a limited run? Yeah, I don't even know if it was. Okay, they whatever. just sold so many. Side, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to buy it. Now. A guy from Sideshow Collectibles <laughs> and four other employees went online and went, 
this is so offensive. Fucking punch. Me. This is so oh, offensive. Yeah. This is so offensive. <laughs> Just and what and what happened? Right, we're on this show <laughs> talking, talking about. We're it. actually all debating it. We all agree that the that them bitching is stupid. <laughs> yet we're all like, yeah, you would disagree. Yeah, blah. And, and we're doing exactly what they Mark, want. Order me one. It's all fucking hype. Right? Oh, like the, I don't oh, know. If oh, that's oh. smart. A couple of little uh, tidbits, other news. Uh, Del Rey is going to publish uh, an Odd Thomas graphic novel, which is based on the Dean Koontz hey, uh, novel. Mm-hmm. Um, but, nice. uh, Thor number one is getting a second cover by like, your favorite. Oh. Michael Turner. Michael the Turner? one thing that unifies all us fans, whether you love Marvel or DC, is that Michael Turner keeps ruining the covers to our books. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. That's just my opinion. Sweet, sweet profile. Thor <laughs> um, has a size 24 waist. Shadowlines offering its first all-ages graphic novel, uh, following in the footsteps of lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> Jinx. Shadowlines' latest offering, PX, book one, A Girl and Her Panda. <laughs> It'll be a 168-page landscape format. Everybody's going to landscape now after uh, the success of Mouse Guard. All these kids. All I've been saying for animals. I've been saying for years. It's such Scott, a better format. The first format. time I met Scotty, widescreen. You said to me, you said, I picked up. I just picked up a comic book, and you said to me that'd be better if it was landscape. <laughs> and I said, I um, what? You what? Know, hey man, last walked of the away. And I was like, <laughs> what was the uh, what was that Batman? Uh, yeah. Oh, here you go. What was that Batman Gotham Nine? Noir. Gotham Noir. The oh, Michael Rocketto. The, Mark, the Michael Lark draw on Gotham Noir was... Uh, uh, yeah, it wasn't yeah. called that, was it? Yes. No, it was... It was um, nine uh, Lives or something like that? Ca- uh, Batman, Nine Lives. Oh, that's a different yeah, one. Yeah, and then, Gotham Noir was... Was one. it also? Yeah. Now, okay, and then this, Riquetto, is one of yeah, my You want to know why? Books. This is why, exactly why they're doing it, because uh, comic books make whatever amount a year and children's books makes two billion yeah, a year yeah. mm-hmm. so Absolutely. if I can make my book look like a children's if book I can get one percent uh, I'm almost retarded it's not to try to be <laughs> a because children's of the fam- phenomenon of babies having babies Scotty <laughs> what's that babies <laughs> having babies Children cool. having because women are getting pregnant younger and younger. Crushin didn't know how to promote a Batazad, and Disney picks <laughs> it up and so gives it a children's book format, and the thing sells through the roof. Yeah. And you know, Debatis and Plug are laughing all the way to the bank. Uh, all right, you got anything else over there? One last. Uh, Salazar. Steve Rude announced uh, he was reducing prices on all his original artwork. So go Mike to RudeDude.com or SteveRude.com slash store, <laughs> and and he cut off a bunch of pricing. On he announced that he and Mike Barron are going to get Scott, into a nice fight. Scotty Young, Young is raising all his... Yeah. <laughs> I take... Uh, it's like about a grand per page and a finger. We forgot to introduce... <laughs> we for, when we introduced Scotty today, we forgot to introduce Scotty's ego. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. supposed to be... Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we actually had someone uh, someone post on the forum that... Uh, Scotty's ego is yeah. eating a, fo- a party sub by itself. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, he's on. I had to put him in the corner because he was he was far too rambunctious tonight. Yeah, I had to settle him down. All right, is that going to wrap up our news for the week? Wait, no. Uh, yeah, one, one last thing. I just happened to see this mm-hmm. on uh, CBR. Um, Steranko's doing uh, the Spider Master of Men. Uh, Spider Robot Titans of Gotham. A new trade paperback from Bay and Books features three action th- thrillers by legendary pulp. Writer Norvell W. Page. Uh, buh, 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 buh. But where's Steranko in it? Oh, interior art by Steranko, 15 bucks. So. <laughs> wow. It's uh, available in June. Yeah, that's, that's 368 pages. Man. Wow. Uh, Holy crap. Steranko, of course, known for his great uh, shadow covers of all the yeah. Phantom uh, paperback and that's releases, and certainly the spider is in that milieu. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> and even and his uh, Nick Fury stuff is. You know, well, yeah, but, I, but I'm pulpy. saying, like, but. 
yeah, the spider really is a Paul. I just happened so to see that. I'm like, what Stranko? But uh, I, so there you go. He's done. Yeah, I've seen him do Doc Savage and things. I mean, really, Stranko is. He comes to the Windy City Pulp Show and a lot of non-comic pulp shows. Do they let him in? Because they didn't they let him in. Yeah, they won't let him in the New York. Yeah, I know they let him no, no, and he just he's there as a fan. I mean, I've I've been standing next to him in the bargain bins and stuff, and I'm like, are you showing anything? He's like, no, I'm just here to buy books, and it's like, great, man. Wow. Wow. Awesome. All right, well, I think that's it. Uh, we'll that's all I got. It's everything. That'll take care of our news for the week. That means it is time for Top of the Stack. Top, top of the Stack. Top of the stack. Top of the stack. That's right. It's Top of the Stack. Our that's chance lets you, the listener, know what we, the panel, have been reading for the last week. Who would like to go first? I always go first. I always go first. I'm Tom Gators. Oh, wow. I talk like that? What the high bitch you Yeah, you never know what you actually sound like. I and know. I'm letting you know that I can do I sound like John this. is the man of a million voices, but I do caters the best. Wow, that's <laughs> so I always go first in Tom Gators. Wow. Jesus that's God. uncanny. It's harsh. I love monkeys. Ah! My dear sir, my dear sir, you have struck close to the bone. <laughs> <laughs> I would appreciate uh, it. My pick of the week is uh, uh, Justice League of America number nine. Uh, I read a lot of things on the internet about people complaining about this book, and I completely understand why. Because at times people can get lost and they don't know what's going on, and Meltzer doesn't do the best job of letting everyone know what the character's on. But also on the same hand, as I posted this week, I feel like this book is written specifically for me. <laughs> so it's really hard for me not to really love it because there's a point where they go to Gorilla City, which is the uh, city with super intelligent apes, and they're riding fucking dinosaurs. They're racing dinosaurs. Yeah, they're racing dinosaurs. And to me, that is a piece of original art I would actually buy. I opened up to that two-page spread, and I was like, Tom just crapped his pants. It was great. I was on the bus and I was like, "Holy shit!" And they all have like little, like Rex specs on, and they're like riding dinosaurs. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's great." And uh, uh, for me, as a, I sometimes it's hard as someone who is like reviewing stuff to separate what you enjoy necessarily from what you think you would like to recommend to people. Mm-hmm. And I don't even really know if I would recommend this to someone who has never picked up a DC book because I don't think it would work, but. If I'm going to be honest about what I actually really enjoyed this week, this book was... It's like the silly popcorn movie book for me. Stomp the yard. Stomp the yard, because it's... I know all the characters, and I understand what's going on, and I understand people who don't know what's going on, but I can't separate myself from it, because when I read it, it's like Brad Meltzer's writing this book specifically at me. Like, he's writing it, typing it, and looking at me while he's typing. He's like, (laughs) what do you think of this, Tom? (laughs) uh, uh, Perdigaton, Ultra Humanite, and Despero, what do you think of that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, it's a fucking gorilla. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, yeah. Meltzer fans have have complained to him why uh, his comic books don't... Don't read more like his novels, and he's come out and said because they're comic books. Well, but more importantly, that he's like, <laughs> who are those three He goes, when DC opens up Perdiga, the toy box Tom, and says, and I can play right. with these characters, I'm gonna do it. And he goes, I'm gonna pick my favorite characters. I don't care if people remember them or not. I am having a blast. I and I admit, well, I know. I think it comes through, and I think I don't think you necessarily need to know yeah, well, everything about Gorilla I, City to appreciate gorillas on top. of I don't know. I don't have for sport. Uh, you know. A hundredth of the DC knowledge that Tom does, and mo- a lot of stuff in here I don't know. Like I didn't know that was Per Megaton and Despero. Per Degaton. See, I don't even know his name. Yeah. Uh, you know, but 
of course, I have to admit that last night when I was reading that book at, at 11 o'clock at night, yeah, I almost called you to find out what it was. But at the same point, Always it's like I, under, you know, I understand enough to read the story and enjoy it. And I I've mean, been I, loving the book. I enjoy it, and I think Meltzer is someone who I think both his greatest strength and his greatest weakness is I think he identifies so closely with certain characters. Like, he knows how to write uh, Roy Harper, Red Arrow, so so well yeah. that when he writes it, it's almost like he forgets that maybe someone doesn't know who that is. And I think that's a great strength, but it's also maybe a weakness at times because he gets that character so much that just like how when I read this book, it's hard for me to, dis- uh, to distance myself from knowing what's going on in it. For him, it's got to be hard to write a story and be like... Sure. Not that I'm like the, ban- the banter so, yeah, between between yeah. he and uh, uh and Kendra oh, there's was a, awesome. There's the relationship that that makes sense because it's like what people are re- uh, this actually really bothered me when I saw people on the internet like quoting the banter and like that's stupid. And I'm like, well, that's the shit people do when they flirt with each other and just make fun of each other about whatever stupid thing they're saying. Sure. And that makes sense. Oh, I've been flirting with you all for I weeks. I know, exactly. Hello. <laughs> Dumb but, uh, fucks. <laughs> overall, um, I think Meltzer, he, he writes a really good story that's maybe aimed towards a certain audience that I definitely fall into. Uh, Bennis's art's good. It's a little scratchy. I wish it was I wish it was inked a little bit tighter at times, especially with faces. Faces sometimes get a little scratchy, but I really enjoyed it. It was it was the most fun I had this week and I'll be honest, it was it was the most fun I had with the book this week. So. Did you read No Warriors number two? Uh, no, this Super Apes. Super Apes, was there? Yeah. Oh. The, Flash, I, I, the Flash is really close to breaking into my top of the stack, and if I'm such a it was huge good. Flash fan, it makes me... I'm re- Guggenheim, I really want him to nail one so I can pick it and be like, this is really good. <laughs> you listening, Guggenheim? Yeah, Guggenheim. I did enjoy the last of Flash. That was, yes. that yeah, was I played it a couple weeks ago, so we got no, it. I'll go ahead and go next. I'm going to go what? back into the vault. That wasn't what you were going to pick originally. It was one. I was. I was actually going oh, to wow. pick Ultimates Two, number. Can 13. you pick a book that came out like twenty five years ago? Shut up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Scotty. Yeah, I got your back, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking the Bible. <laughs> the one that DC came out with in the seventies, the Treasure Treasury yes. Edition Bible. Thank you. Uh, this is this is something I've been wanting to talk about since I got off of uh, vacation slash honeymoon. I uh, read this on the beach. Honeymoon slash vacation is how it should be. Or just yes, I, I read this on the the beaches of Turks and Caicos. This is the Wolverine Claremont Miller uh, hardcover. It collects the Wolverine miniseries one through four and Uncanny X Men number one seventy two and one seventy three. Uh, this brought me back to a time when I loved the X-Men and the Wolverine miniseries that was uh, written by Chris Claremont and uh, penciled by Frank Miller I think was the height of Wolverine as a character I, I don't think that character's been as good since then I, I, he's I, the best at what he does <laughs> yeah schnickety schnick bitches and it says that several times in this. I'm the best what I do. But this was this was really the the height of of Wolverine as a character and the that breath. era of the X Men when Paul Smith was doing art and I think Claremont was hitting on all cylinders at, at this time. Uh, the the basic story of the Wolverine miniseries. If you haven't read it, um, Logan 
goes to Japan to uh, find Mariko, you know, his one true love, and he gets there, and, and she uh, turns him away, and he finds out it's because that she's had to uh, marry uh, someone else that her father, who has been long gone, comes back and sets up this marriage and reestablishes his uh, kind of... Uh, crime lordship on the the clan Yashada. It's, it's, it's a great dark crime story with Wolverine kind of chasing after his one true love. Really gets into his character but um, some of the things that, that I pulled out of the book that I enjoyed were remembering editor's notes and a time at Marvel when even in a miniseries they would in like issue three they would have an editor's note that would reference something that happened in issue one of the miniseries and this was a you know finite miniseries so I, I thought that was kind of fun to, to go back and remember those times it was uh, uh, probably the most enjoyable thing that I read on vacation just from a nostalgia standpoint so anyone that really wants to get into Wolverine as a character before he was totally overexposed the Wolverine miniseries was was my favorite kind of snapshot of that character so. absolutely and that is my top of the stack all right Who'd like to go next? You guys were laughing at me for picking that. <laughs> no, I just I don't have anything to say about it. I haven't read it in the Wolverine miniseries a decade, so I don't I don't I don't even really remember it. Fun stuff. But I mean, I kind of I mean I know what it was, but I just don't really. Remember I never I never remember Wolverine being more fun than in that, and, and not fun in a haha sort of way, but that 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 was fun and the, erotic. Well, I mean, it was <laughs> that, the first that, time that someone really sat down and you know gave that gave that character more depth than what it was in, in the X-Men, you know, which was just sort of... It's the last time he, like, fought with a samurai sword and it wasn't hokey. Yeah, but it's its own... It's a, it's a it, it, That character is a victim of its own success yes. because it worked and then all of a sudden everybody had to do it over and over and over and yeah. over and, and over. And it, it was never better than it was in that miniseries. Well, I'll go next. Um... My top of the stack is Green Lantern Corps number 12 by Dave Gibbons and uh, uh, Patrick Gleason and Tom Yun. Um, With this book, the reason I picked it is more so of the all 12 issues of the the new series that I've read. I feel Gibbons has, for the first time, given the Green Lantern Corps a real feeling of it being this intergalactic police force um in the sense that there's all these different green lanterns that he's introduced and for whatever reason it always seemed like whenever they like somebody introduced a green lantern core member it was like this hokey weird alien that didn't you know really squirrel yeah you know stuff like that it's just like it didn't talk shit about chip it was it it always seemed kind of hokey it always seemed like it really didn't make any sense or you know, it was just like, here's a weird-looking alien, we'll throw a ring on it. And with this, he's he's brought in a lot of characters that are very strange, very alien, you know, also. But they all have personalities. They all have reasons of why they're Green Lanterns. And you, and you learn that over the series, is that, you know, they all have a common... While they're com- from completely different universe or galaxies and planets and everything, they all have the common theme of why they're Green Lanterns. And, it, and yet, they each sort of have their own ways of going about how they do things they each have their own ways of wha- how they became green lanterns and why they main you know maintain that and why they were chosen 
but at the same time, the core itself, he, he's really given like this foundation of this is how it works. This is how, you know, th- these are the departments. These are who's in charge. This is the rules and regulations, and this is how it's all put together. It's, it, it feels like a very, yeah, the infrastructure that he's created. They're cops. It, it, yeah, and it feels real. <laughs> with and at the, the same hierarchy, though. With oh, the, yeah. With the hierarchy. Yeah, there, and, there's the death sergeant. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's what it's who's like. It's like, it's this inner, <laughs> and it's this, like, really good intergalactic cop drama. Mm-hmm. Um, and behind all that is, like, really good stories. Of, of stuff in space that I'm not a real big fan of space stories. I'm, I've never have been, um, but he's just given that this so so much feel in a very short amount of time that for the first time it seems like they're a real entity that they have an effect, you know, in the in the DC universe that they're you know more than just sort of like these offhanded characters that don't matter that none, nothing what they do really has any effect on anyone. You always kind of knew that they were out there, but you didn't care. Yeah, you had you know? no, yeah, exactly. And, and each one of these characters, he, you, you start to care about, you learn about, and and he, I just felt that they've done a really good job with it. I Speaking don't have a whole space, like a deep. Have, thing you, have you looked at Scotty lately? People more, people more. I just want to point out, Gibbons, Gibbons always get, gets the proper credit for his art, and I mean, obviously, his, his work speaks for itself. But I do think that the writer. That David Gibbons is gets overlooked a lot of times, mm-hmm. mostly because it's been on miniseries or arcs in between. I know he had that Cap Lives arc uh, a few years ago in Captain America before Brew Baker came on, and uh, but I think in the case of, of Green Lantern Corps, it's nice to see him on a monthly and and be able to come up with this kind of formula that does work in in, in this you know in this format. I think he's I, I think he's a very fine writer, and I agree with you. I'm a big fan of it. I love uh, the little stories he's doing in the back of. Uh, the regular Green Man- Lantern book as well. He's writing the Tales of the Green Lantern Corps. Oh, Sinestro Corps. Sinestro Corps, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think... And in the same feel from ahead. those, is, you know, it's like each... Yes. That's one of the things I love about the book is that each each Green Lantern has sort of its own unique mm-hmm. feel and stories and he takes you in different directions because of these characters. Right. Not They're not just like pl- plot pieces that right. he's plugging in because he needs this sort of Green Lantern. It's like, okay, here's an interesting Green Lantern that's built like a bug or whatever, or built like a planet in the case of Mogo. Mogo? Well, that's old continuity, but yeah. How but, about the virus uh, Sinestro Corps uh, member? Oh, yeah. You know, the but, germ. But <laughs> it, it, it was... It wasn't like you said. It wasn't just like a plot piece. It was like oh, no. here's a story about this character and why it is the way it is and and what it what that means. What you know what I mean? G- Gibbons has a very significant sci-fi background because if you go back to his 2000 AD work, Rogue Trooper, I think has went through so many different science fiction avenues of, of storylines and things mm-hmm. like that. And also the 2000 AD method of of writing succinct eight page stories that have to stand for eight pages and stuff. And I, I just think. He's well suited for this kind of format to do a bunch of little subplots that are all interconnected, and also the world of science fiction. No, I think he's he's a great fit. Yeah, I, I think it's worked out really well. And for the, like I said, for the, I've always been a Green Lantern fan, but I've like never cared about the Green Lantern Corps until now. until now. So there you go, Mr. Santres. Um, I'm gonna go uh, with a book from a couple weeks ago, just because I've really been behind in my reading. But uh, I read this this week, and it's uh, Matt Fraction's Spider-Man. And it was that for spectacular or for Spectacular. Uh, yeah. It was spectacular, yeah. And Salvador La Roca did the art. Mm-hmm. Uh, damn, that was a great story. It was uh, kind of tying into what's going on now uh, with Spider-Man in the post-Civil War era and uh, the fact that Mamma is still in a coma, but uh, and Spider-Man's in the black uniform. But I think the great thing about the story was it really kind of 
showcase the the marriage of, of Mary Jane and Peter and their relationship, and it goes back into a lot of beats in their relationship. And I, Fraction just delivered this great one shot that's forty eight pages, and had a lot of character, had a lot of story, introduced a few interesting characters as well as potential co- uh, complications yeah. for the story. A, a, a guy who is a Shield agent who was an old flame of Mary Jane's. Uh, catches her in this old coffee house that uh, they used to hang out at. Peter and Mary Jane used to hang out at, and uh, you know the they're just waiting for backup to come in and take Mary Jane in. And yeah. during that time, she is re-examining her relationship from Peter because she's sitting in this very nostalgic place where they kind and of he's had sort the first of dates, trying to you know he's sort of trying to convince her to turn on Peter. Absolutely, and, and, and it's yeah, it's the question of why does she stay with this this fugitive? And I mean that's the question that that I think the well, the Shield agent is asking. I think that what it does really successfully is that you don't need to actually know. You just need to know the basics of Spider-Man to read that story mm-hmm. and enjoy. Yes. You don't need to know a tremendous amount of detail. And, but uh, it still gives you like great nods yeah, it, for, for a hardcore I mean, fan does. that will really appreciate mm-hmm. the book. Oh, it yeah. does, and it's also great because um, it's you don't see Spider-Man wear a mask either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, no, there's, there's some Which really... Which is pointless because I think uh, he took his mask off and everyone knows who he is. And I think, well, that was like a big deal and it was in the media. I don't think it actually has had a huge effect on the actual books. The books. Not yet. I think we keep waiting for it, too. Well, I know Matt had said, you know, when he... When we talked to him a few weeks back. He had said that he was working on, or when he was working on that, mm-hmm. he was like those little nods that he did, uh, and, and all the flashbacks to when they were younger and everything. He had like researched really well, and and he was like putting those what the story he was telling were like built off of maybe like one panel scenes sure. out of old Spider books, oh, yeah. you know, and, and and just sort of building on those scenes and everything, which I thought were great. And well, and you saw a lot of them from two perspectives, from Mary Jane's perspective and then from yes, Peter's this, perspective. Yes, the same scene from from both sides. No, <laughs> and I, I think it's the the book itself is emblematic of of what we've seen from Matt since he's been given the Marvel books to work on. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think he's really proven that he's a great fit for the Marvel universe. I love Iron Fist every month. Punisher War Journal has been incredible as well, and I think this was just a really pleasant surprise. I had heard this was really good. I bought it, I think, on your guys' recommendation actually a week or so ago, and was so pleased when I when I read it. It really knocked me out, and it's it's a wonderful Spider-Man story that has nothing, you know, that it's a nice interlude in between all the big heavy shit that's yeah. going on, and uh, it's it's an accessible story as Tom said, and I, I can't <laughs> recommend it more. It's a, it's a very good. Love story Great. with some cool action in it. Yeah, totally. but it's it's a love story about Peter and, and MJ and her thong doing his laundry. Doing his laundry. Yeah, there was that scene. The thong, 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 thong. Oh yeah, I forgot about the thong song. <laughs> I prefer these. How could you forget about the thong Mister Mister Young, he's gonna pick a European book or something. Fancy. Some artsy fartsy. <laughs> Not gonna even be in English. Well, he's gonna lay the smack down on us nerds. I think no one has ever reached the. My the pick shut the fuck up. <laughs> my pick <laughs> is my <laughs> pick is fuck you issue number one. <laughs> Last week he picked an art book that he couldn't even remember the name of. Did you really? Wow. <laughs> It's still fucking awesome. It's fuck you, it's, uh, fuck you issue number one. You go ahead and pick your book. Fabulous. They come out. Hate you, fuckers. All right. Um, my top of the stack this year is. <laughs> this is not a new book by any means, but it's uh, volume book one and two of uh, Black Sad. Uh, it's published by iBooks. The English version is published by iBooks. 
um, uh, written written by Juan Diaz Canales and art by Juanjo Guarnido. Guarnido. Speak Spanish. Guarnido. Thank you, Sal. So um, he always has uh, people of Hispanic descent near him to be able to yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pronounce those. Because I'd rather names. it be done right than be murder. So I don't know if that's right or not. Um, but the it's uh, the two books. Uh, they're two separate stories about the same character, uh, Black Sad, who is a cat detective. Uh, I'm by cat, I mean everybody in the book is an animal. It's all animals. Um, so it's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Precursor to the book that all of us love by Richard Starkings, Elephant Man. Yeah, I think there's a lot of um, between these. Uh, uh, this is a noir style uh, story, noir style book where it's uh, he's a detective, and each book is a you know a different case that he's working in, um, or or a PI. And uh, if you're into noir type stories, I mean it's a it's very, very. It's not just the tip of the hat, and you know they really did their research on the style of storytelling, visually and writing. Uh, but like I said, everybody is animals. They don't refer to themselves as animals. It's people. You know, they they don't. Uh, it's not like some of the time they know they're animals and they talk about being animals. Right. It's just like. It's a book about humans, except visually they're animals. This game could have been in my litter box for hours. Yeah, it's not. She was it's a squeaky toy. I never. Why had. do you think they did that? No, it definitely was. In, there is a third book that is the making of, uh, because they they treated these first two books like they were making a movie. Uh, they actually made you know the the one directors. Is, yeah, it's yeah, basically yeah. the director's cut. Right, right. Uh, book of the making of. Uh, and you get to see one of all his breakdowns of it, and they have huge dialogue between each other on their approach to the book. Um, a big part of it was, uh, like myself, really grew up on uh, the old Disney movies and and everything where it it, it was animals, right? You know, everything Robin was Hood and the Aristocats. Yeah, and these that. you know, and it was basically a tip of hat tip of the hat to that, but they also wanted to. Making it, you know, it's an adult story. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's sex, you know. There's it. it, it kitty boob. It, yeah, it, it is for uh, <laughs> it is for adults. But um, I was I was telling Tom earlier that you at first you you might think, oh, this is jarring. It's all animals, but it takes you about two pages before you completely forget because the story's so good. The artwork is uh, it's all watercolor. It's hand painted. Mm. It is. Beautiful, beautiful artwork. The storytelling is incredible, so it doesn't take you long to get sucked into the world and forget that you're you're uh, reading a book about animals. The artist is a fantastic actor with the characters. I like book of animals I got for, for Tom that one time. It's not pornographic. <laughs> um, uh, the the camera angles, everything, everything about the books is is like you're watching a movie. Um, so it. I, I can't I can't seem to say enough. But the first the, the w- there's one book about a murder of uh, and they deal with racism, black animals, white animals. I mean it's wow. but again it's not about animals. It's they're humans, right? You know, but they just happen to be animals. So uh, it really deals with some uh, has some some cool little tales to it. So I would say uh, people should really go out. It might be hard to find. I think you can order them basically Online. anywhere. But yeah, they're now they're and they're. Um, we had talked about this earlier. They're, they're European books and they're oversized. I mean, that's the yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, format. Uh-huh, they're, they're oversized. They're not hardcover like because I think these were, uh, I think these were Spanish books. Okay. First and and not the not your typical French. I mean, they weren't in the French market. They were in the Spanish market, I believe. Um, 
so they're not hardcover, but they're the oversized books, like the new Elephant Right. About the size of the elephant man, like he, uh, I think Starkings was saying how those were those originally, are the natural, yeah, yeah, those, that's how they were made. Um, they are soft covers. I think they're you know between like forty eight and fifty pages. I think okay. per book, so they're not giant stories. They're just nice. And there's two tunes. books, and then yeah, there's, there's a book third one and two, and then there's the making the of the making of. And like I said, book one and two, the, you know, it's the same world, it's the same character, Black Sad, but uh, they're completely individual stories. You don't hmm. have to feel like. Oh, both these books. You know, you want to grab one, grab one. I, I'd say grab all everything. The making of is one of the most comprehensive behind the scenes. You know, when we buy trades here in America, we you know like, oh wow, they showed the me three sketches. Yeah. You know, where <laughs> this the 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 making of book is about the size of both the previous books put together. Wow, filled with like I said, them explaining what they were going in, the way they approached the page from the writing, the art. It shows um, the artists. Uh, I mean, sometimes it seemed like he would do a page, just his prelim paintings, maybe four or five times. And his prelim paintings are better than, you know, I could ever do on a finish. Uh, And and he's really testing the lighting and making sure that his camera angle is smart for that right moment. And, you know, really taking his cues from film books and Mm -hmm. and actual acting, which I think is an important part of visual storytelling that sometimes gets overlooked a little bit in, in comics. Um, you know, you really feel every emotion from these characters, and the crazy thing is, they're animals. <laughs> you know, you think it, it really—you'd have a disconnect or something oh, it's there. It's wild. But, um, yeah, you think there'd be a disconnect, but there's just. It, well, I was looking at, at all. Uh, I was looking up some of the information, saw some of the art on it uh, online, and it was interesting because they're, you know, anamorphic mm-hmm. animal human characters. But one of the things that I th- thought was unique in it is that, like, their faces, while you know, like they have, there's this cat character, mm-hmm. and it looks like a cat, but its face is almost shaped more like a human, where it like has a, you know, it had like a bumped nose mm-hmm. and a, you know, and like a jawline and cheekbones and right. everything of more of a human, but it still looked like a cat. Right. Where a lot of times you don't see it. It's like okay, it's got four, you know, it's got two legs, two arms, right. fingers, thumbs, and then you know an yeah, alligator head. head yeah. You know what I mean? And and a lot of times you, that's what you see in those right. kind of books. Where this one, it really looked more like. If you know something was half human, half right. you know animal or something, which I and I will say that unlike um, other books that have went the route of of using all animals, that seem to be slightly on the more cartoony end. Mm-hmm. While this one has, you know, to push the expressions, it takes it to a slightly exaggerated place. For the most part, you know, when you see the German Shepherd cop, I mean, it looks like a German Shepherd head. With a slight tweak outside of reality, it's right. not your. It's not Disney cartoony, you know. It's not you know your simple outline. And they're and, fully painted, so it's not. Yeah, and so the, there's the, the lighting really, and, oh, and yeah. the the, the uh, texture to them is. Oh is, yeah, so it's for people who are worried when they hear it's all animals. Oh, it's probably too cart. You know, it's just a right. cartoon. It's not a cartoon. It's is not it a kids anything book. like Bambi. <laughs> I would Bambi two, not Bambi one. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Bambi two better. <laughs> Yeah. Is there anything like Aristocats? Well, I, I think uh, you got us sold on that. I, yeah, I so I think everybody should read it, or uh, you're dumbheads. <laughs> or you're stupid. If you're not reading, you're an idiot. And you can't hang out with Scotty Young yeah, anymore. Yeah, you can't come to my house and watch Stomp the Yard. Dummy dumbhead fuckwads. All right, well, that'll take care on that You know the show's tanking when I'm just throwing out like... Dummy dumbhead. Stupid head. Why don't you go fuck yourself, asshole? I don't even drink. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's all up on Mountain Dew. All right, that will take care of our top of the stack. All right, guys. Well, that should 
pretty much finish us up. Uh, it's good to have finish us off. Finish us off. As finish me off. I say finish me down. <laughs> finish me <laughs> because up. I'm different and edgy. Finish me sideways. That's what you're what the kids say. <laughs> you're one of those. That's what the teenagers <laughs> say. All right, folks. I uh, would like to remind you that there's a few different ways that you can interact with the show. You can send us an email at infoaroundcomics.com, or you can always email us uh, individually at Sal, Tom, or Chris at Around Scott, Comics. Uh, Scotty at Around Comics. Oh, we started a Scotty at Around. <laughs> no. no, I'm having it forwarded to your. Uh, uh, we also have the uh, the listener hotline. Uh, which uh, there are directions on how to call into the hotline at uh, at the website, and we've got we've got voicemails from David D. We've got uh, voicemail from Pat Woika. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna get to those. I got like seventeen from uh, Zero Enigma in Canada. Yeah, Canadian guy. <laughs> None of them have anything to do with comics, but uh, they will so never be played. Epileptic fits from Zero Enigma. <laughs> I'm gonna have to release those on a separate. So, podcast, so guys, we have those. We're just running a little long today, so we're gonna get to those next week. Thank you for the sending those in. Statues. Don't don't stop sending in the voicemails. We enjoy them, uh, so we will get to those. I want to remind you that you can help us out by spreading the Around Comics love. You can take us up on our listener LCS challenge. We have a flyer at our homepage. You can download that, print it out, ask your local comic shop owner or manager if they will put that up. And if they do so, we'll mention both you and the store on the show and provide a link to the shop at our site. You can become our virtual friend at comicspace.com slash roundcomics, myspace.com slash roundcomics, or you can take me up on my personal favorite. You can be as cool as Andy Parks and Mike Mayhew and Mike Norton and Steve Bryant and all sorts of other cool people by leaving us a review at the iTunes Music Store. Special thanks this week to Brian J. Crowley, and that's the wrong note. Um... You folks are awesome. <laughs> Special thanks this week to Brian Hancock and Doug Rex. You guys are great. Thank you so much. King Doug. Uh, you can also join our Frapper Map. Uh, no new Frappers this week. No, I don't think no, there whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta stop creating Canceling these odd ass names for internet stuff. Join Blah, my social networking site. Scrapadoos. Yeah, join my uh, <laughs> comic, join <laughs> comic <laughs> pagers yeah. where you can sign up and we can all become friends with each other. Uh, make sure to check out all the great things that Around Comics has to offer. It's your source for the best in comic book news, reviews, and opinions. Uh, we are also proud members of the Comic Podcast Network. Find more great podcasts at comicspodcast.com. Tom's coming down off of his sugar high. Yeah. I got tired. <laughs> Just so everyone fast. is aware, we Silver post age next high. week's topic on Tuesdays or thereabout at the forum at aroundcomics.com. Like what are we doing next week? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't even know. What are we doing? It's not Tuesday. You got the schedule, man. Who are we talking you to? T- uh, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, Check the forum. You better figure it out. All right. I'd like to thank Borders again. When art attacks strike a small town, only four high school girls could be responsible. Get your copy of The Plain Janes by Cecil Castellucci and Jim Rugg at your local Borders. Borders is your home for the newest graphic novels. Find a store near you at borderstores.com or use the store locator at aroundcomics.com. 
And the boys are proud to help support the HERO initiative. HERO creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators who need emergency medical aid, financial support for the essentials of life, and an avenue back into paying work. It's a chance for all of us to give back something to the people who have given us so much enjoyment. For more information, visit HeroInitiative.org or call them at 310-909. Let me do that again. 310-909-7809. Nine. Oh, I was about to say, now there's a professional. Too late. Dope. Fucked up. Fuck up. <laughs> Fucked up. <laughs> and, uh, of course, you. remember our Be a Hero contest. <laughs> Go out there. Be a hero. Give. You Not a zero. Better. Indeed. Did you say add a zero? Put someone in danger. Yeah, add a zero to it. Put someone in danger and then save them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Everyone have a fantastic couple days. We're going to be back on. You're not going to thank us for joining you today? Yeah, thanks a lot, Chris. Great job. What the fuck? I was getting there. Good Lord. Want to remind everyone to come back on Thursday. We have our Comics 101, the JSA, which Tom uh, is going to be center stage to walk us through the history. It's not funny. It's the opposite of funny. It it is the most serious we have ever heard. The most you'll ever hear me talk about making a... Uh, masturbation joke. <laughs> I didn't make one masturbation joke. Not, not even Jesus. one. But I masturbated while you were yeah, talking. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the whole time. There's going to be a ton of fans. I've never seen right anyone there. masturbate yeah. that long. Well, I mean, it was pretty, <laughs> it's pretty freaky. So, yes. John, Scotty, thanks for uh, sitting in with us today. Thanks for having us, boys. It's yes, always a pleasure. We really can't stop you. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. We just kind of show up every week, don't we? Tom, Sal's uh, good to uh, get, uh, the, get band the band back. back together. I knew that was coming. Mm-hmm. You like that? Well, we well, use no. the same metaphors, Katza. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone have a uh, good couple days. We'll be back on Thursday with Comics 101 JSA. In the meantime... In between time. We'll be everywhere in... And around Comics. Where's Scotty go? He walks around. Blibbity blue, blibbity bad. like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the contact us section of our website. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and do not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next time, and the panel will change, but our mission will stay the same bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and around comics. Around Comics is a Pipe Dream production. Copyright 2007. All rights reserved.